So our reading this morning is from Genesis, and it's from chapter 11, verse 27, to chapter 12, verse 5. This is the account of Terah. Terah became the father of Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans in the land of his birth. Abraham and Nahor both married. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milcah and Iscah. Now Sarai was barren, and she had no children. Terah took his son Abraham, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abraham. And together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. The Lord said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions that they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. This is why I think that this is such an important message and one, a message that is very much for this season. We think in Advent of the waiting and preparing for the coming of Jesus, who was sent. We sing a song, uh, he was sent from heaven to earth to show the way. We're not going to sing it this morning, but maybe you can a little bit later on. The fact is, is that God sent his son, Jesus, from the glory of heaven into a filthy world to a bunch of people who had decided to live their own way and go their own way instead of following God. This was part of the greatest master plan for all time. There's all kinds of talk in the news at the moment about plans for the future of negotiations and goodness knows what. The greatest master plan for all time was this plan to restore humankind in fact to restore all of creation to relationship with the God who created it and this was only made possible because as we remember in this season God came as a child sent from heaven to earth but he also sends us and that's why the subtitle to this is that we are called to be a missionary community 
that the message that we just heard in Genesis chapters 11 through to the beginning of chapter 12 is one that talks of a profound story. And, and particularly in chapter 12, there are some very famous words that we hear this this calling of Abraham and this purpose, this setting out with a sense of direction, a destination and a very definite call to go to the land that God would show him. This is a call that is repeated through all of scripture. When I say go from scripture, most of our minds go to exactly the same words that Jesus used in the great commission in, in the end of Matthew's gospel were were to go into all nations this sense of being sent is at the heart of the very nature of God the thing is is the reason we started the reading a little early is because I believe that there is something that God might want to speak to us about that early part of the reading I think that the um, the thing that we note is that although they travelled, Terah, so this is Abraham's father, and they, they, they travelled, they didn't go initially to the place that God had called them to. Terah and, and his family and settled their lives in Ur of the Chaldeans and set out for Canaan, the promised land. But they didn't get there. At least all of them didn't get there. We don't know why, but for some reason they stopped says in chapter 11 and verse 31 these words Terah and his son Abram his grandson Lot son of Haran and his daughter-in-law Sarai the wife of his son Abraham and together they set out for Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan but when they came to Haran they settled there it's kind of a, an interesting thing that we read over why did they settle? We're not told. What we are told is that they didn't get to where they were going straight away for a period of time. In fact, Terah died in that place and never did see Canaan. I think about my life so far, and, and there have definitely been periods of being unsettled, uh, of being on the move. There have equally been times where there's been a rootedness and a, and a settled time as well. I'm not sure that either are necessarily good or bad. I'm not going to portray them in that way. But what I am going to say is that when God calls and when God sends, then we do have opportunity to either follow where he calls us or to settle in a place. Maybe sometimes we know God's called us to something or to a place and we settle to soon if that is the case if that is the case for us that's not something that necessarily need to be a permanent thing however young or old you are if God's called you to something but you feel like you've not quite got there yet it's not too late is the message Abraham as you know grew old in years but still went to the place God had sent him to and well, the rest is history. He had many sons. Many sons had Father Abraham. And um, and we won't sing that one today. But the fact is, is that this is a message that I think speaks to us. Do we settle too soon? If we do, maybe we say, God, I'm sorry for settling too early. And I know that this has been the easy option. But please, or unsettle me 
the risky prayer. God, will you unsettle me? Just very briefly, I want us to spend just a moment thinking about what God sent Abraham to. He told him to go, but to go from three things. The first of them is from your country. God told Abraham to set out from Haran and to leave his country, his people, his father's house. But leaving his country, I think, is a, a massive thing. It's a place that is familiar to Abraham, the place where he knows the, the signposts, so to speak, the landmarks. There's something that is secure about the familiar. When God sends us to something, and particularly when we don't know what it's going to be like, we leave behind us a lot of that sense of knowing the place that we're from, the, 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 the warmth and security. When we sometimes go back to places that we've lived before, there's almost a, a deep breath very often. There's a familiarity. We know how to get from this place to this place. And there's that sense of, of, um, of knowing that this is almost home for us. Leaving that place is unsettling. But nonetheless, this is what God asked Abram to do, to go from his country. He also asked him to go from his people, to leave behind those that he knew and to go to a new place. Now, clearly, Abram took his immediate family with him. But actually, there were a whole load of things that he didn't know, people he would never have met before that he would face. Some people love meeting new people, but some it's a worry. That sense of, uh, of having to, to tell the story, of having to build relationships with new people can be exhausting for some. But this, I believe, is part of what God tells us to do. And for those of us that find it challenging, he gives us the strength to do it, not to stay enclosed or just with the people who we are familiar with, but to go to new groups of people who, who might be those in your community, in your place of work, in your school or your college? Who are those who maybe God's calling you to go to at the moment to build relationships with so that you can share your faith with them? It is a challenge, but nonetheless, it's one that I believe if God calls, he empowers us in every way for that call. So go from your country, go from your people, and go from your father's household. This is a biggie. Now, I know that some in this world look back and they are not in a place that they would say that uh, the house that they grew up in is being a safe place. And that saddens my heart that that's the case. But for many, there is this sense of the, the home that they grew up in being very much a place of security. That would have been the case for Abraham, at least. We read a little bit about the generation before him in the last verses of chapter 11 of Genesis. To leave behind his father's household was significant because of the people, but also because of what that meant to him. There was a sense of identity and particularly strong in this Jewish culture, a sense of identity of who you are, 
based around the, the place that you are from and the, the household that you grew up in, your father's household. It came through in the names of generations very often as the years went by. And Father Abraham's nation, the people of God, were, were um, spread across the whole of the earth. Maybe our prayer is, God, give me the courage to leave behind what is safe and familiar and to follow you. There's a sense of this being for us as individuals, but there is also a sense of this being for us as a church. As you welcome Matt and Sarah and the, the many kids in January, there'll be that sense of getting to know each other, of discerning together what God is calling you to. Here's what I absolutely can guarantee you'll hear from God. The word go. He will send you for sure to where, to whom, and what that means in terms of leaving the security of the known behind. Well, that is something that you as a church alongside of Matt and the family will explore together. That's the job, not just of the early part of next year, but for every single week of your lives together as God people. What are you calling us to, Father, to whom and how? God calls us, but he also gives us a task, a purpose. And that comes out in these verses from Genesis 2. Go, says God, but go and bless. I will bless you, God reminds Abraham. God is a God of outrageous blessing. It is in God's nature to bless others. He did that in the Exodus, the great Exodus of God's people from Egypt by giving manna and quail and, and of opening up rivers for them to cross. In so many ways, God blessed his people in those times. But equally in your life, in our lives together as church, we can look back at God's blessings. My prayer is, is that you're all thinking about this whole sense of welcoming someone new amongst you in the early part of next year as a blessing. My, my hope and my belief is that that Matt will be a great blessing to you as you will be to him through these years ahead. But God is the God who blesses us. When tough times come, that sense of blessing is one that we can quickly lose sight of. So so even today, I encourage you count your blessings whether that's by the flicking on of a light switch by the, the eating of the food before you later on by, by that sense of a, a phone call to a friend or to a family member thank god for your blessings today recognizing that he is the god of all goodness the source of all blessings the other reason that is good to count our blessings because we realize every time we do that God is faithful to us he he has called us he sent us but he's the God of overwhelming blessing on the journey God never fails to bless us and so our journey is one of faith because we know that the faithful one is with us God blesses us and then he calls us to be a blessing to all peoples on earth may they be blessed through you how are you going to be a blessing this season and beyond? How will you be a blessing to those in your family? Maybe to your neighbours, those that live either side of you or opposite you, uh, those in your workplace or your school or your college. There'll be many things I'm sure that you are planning to do as individuals and, and I hope as church as well that will be a blessing to your community.
one of the ideas that Hannah, our digital missioner, came up with was um, not a new idea. It was community carol singing. We're not allowed to get together for carols this year in our buildings, but we can invite people to their doorsteps, maybe at a set date and time, a little bit like the, the clap for carers thing at eight o'clock on Thursday nights through lockdown one. Uh, and to sing a carol or two on the doorstep together, just with your immediate neighbours around and about you. Not only does that share some Christmas cheer and some Christmas spirit, but it builds relationships with those who you live next to, those around you. And in the building of those relationships, I believe that God will use you as his child to communicate his blessing through you to those people who maybe just live either side of you over this Christmas period. There'll be a, a thousand ways, but we are called to be people who encourage others, who bring blessings and who share hope with those around us as we come into land here is an image for this season and some verses or just a verse from john chapter 20 verse 21 we recognize in this season the beginning of the story of jesus from manger but we recognize that it's to cross equally right at the end of john's gospel Jesus, the one before he ascends, but the risen Christ meets with his disciples and says these words, as the father has sent me, so I am sending you. Sisters and brothers, that is not something that has changed over 2000 years. If you are a follower of Jesus today, hear these words for you. Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Jesus was sent into this world with a mission to demonstrate the kingdom of God and a message of hope and salvation. And in turn, the Son of God sends us, his brothers and sisters, into this world with the same mission and the same message of hope and salvation we're called we are commissioned and we are sent by almighty god to be a missionary community around us so how will we respond then it's good just to stop for a second this morning before we rush into the rest of this sunday and think okay god if i've settled too soon if you've called me to something, to someone or to some place, but I've settled too soon, will today unsettle me? Have courage, be brave and pray that prayer. Father, will you unsettle me so that I will be led by your spirit to the people, the place, the thing that you've called me to? Maybe our prayer should be, OK, God, you've sent me. So my response is I will go. Here I am, Lord, as we sometimes sing. The singing of songs is wonderful, but it's very easy in comparison to the activity of doing that which we sing. Here I am, Lord, is, of course, the echo of those in scripture. But here am I is something that has an active element as well as just a singing it for us each and for us as churches. And then maybe the third response that we have is, so, Lord, I'm going to the people you sent me. So how is it that you're calling me to bless them? 
is it with a kind word a, a card that i can write an encouraging message on and push through the door is it by invite, inviting them out onto the doorstep just to sing a couple of carols at a set date and a set time to build a little bit of community to share a bit of christmas cheer is it to think about them beyond christmas as the cold months and the dark nights of january descend upon us and and without anything much to look forward to how can i be hope in my community in my family in my place of work how will i bring your blessing of hope into those circumstances look the answers are going to be different maybe for each one of us but here is what i believe if you pray the prayer God will show you ways that you can be blessed and that you can be a blessing to others. Just where we are, I want us to finish this sermon before we um, move on with the service and come towards a close. I just want us to finish with um, this little prayer. If you can read the words in bold, that would be great. This is a prayer that is uh, a challenging prayer, but one that encourages us to take a step of faith forwards. From where we are to where you need us. Together, Jesus, now lead on. From the security of what we know to the adventure you will reveal to us. Jesus, now lead on. To refashion the fabric of this world until it resembles the shape of your kingdom. Jesus, now lead on. Because good things have been prepared for those who love God. Jesus, now lead on. Let's be those that see this season, the sent God, but also the God who sends us into his world with his message of hope.